0: I think you just have to be grateful for where your life's at. At the end of the day, whatever your story is, whatever your life has looked like, being grateful for what God has just brought you through. Um, You might not see it now. You might be stuck right now. And if you're listening, you're just like, oh, I just like this is dark or this is a mess. My life is a mess. It's okay. That is totally fine. He's going to be with you in it and he's going to pull you through it like he always does. He will. I believe it and you will look back at this time and see the goodness of the Lord in this situation.
1: You are listening to the Christian Music Archive Podcast, part of the new release today podcast network. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Each week I share stories about Christ, community, and music, chatting with musical guests, who you will find listed on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. There are thousands of creative men and women who have helped shape the soundtrack of the Christian faith, and we get to hear their stories, learn about how Christ has made a difference in their life, and hopefully along the way, we'll learn how we can be a better part of our community. Hey friends, thanks for joining me again today. It means a lot that you would spend an hour of your time listening to these chats, and today's chat was an especially good one for me personally. You see, I've had a really tough week. (laughs) There are several life situations and relationships that have been really challenging, and I will admit I've gone to a pretty dark place because of them. So editing this podcast was really hard, and it was just one more chore on my big long list of things that I kept putting off because I just had too much on my plate. But thanks to the type A personality that I have, I plowed through it because I couldn't let you guys down and not have an episode ready for you to hear. And wow, what an encouragement. You see, this week I'm chatting with Ellie Linebear, and a good chunk of our conversation centers around the importance of friendship. And we also talk about being grateful for difficult times in our life, intentionally speaking out how God has brought us through these tough times, and the reminder that He will likely do it again— Well, this was good for me to hear. I hope as you listen to today's podcast, you'll find some encouragement regarding some of the things that you're going through. And maybe you'll be reminded of friends that are available to help support you. Or maybe this is a challenge for you to be that friend that someone in your community needs. Either way, I think you'll find this conversation with Ellie very encouraging. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to take a couple of minutes to tell you about another great program run by Mercy, Inc. Bridge to Reading is a program run in 12 Central African countries, as well as the country of Colombia in South America. This program teaches adults how to read and write in their own language, which has a number of benefits. Just think what advantages come economically to people who can read and write business transactions. And in many of these countries, women are marginalized after they pass through their childbearing years. So being able to read and write offers them dignity in the home. Or my favorite story is of pastors who are teaching the gospel but can't read it. So they have their children read the Bible to them. Just think what it would be like for these pastors to be able to read God's word on their own. If you want to find out more about the work Mercy, Inc. is doing through Bridge to Reading, head over to christianmusicarchive.com slash mercy. There, you can read about our partnership with Mercy, Inc., as well as see how you can get involved and further the work of teaching adults how to read around the world. That's christianmusicarchive.com slash mercy. And thanks for your willingness to help. Well, today I've connected the longest microphone I could find. I've run it across the ocean to the city of Brighton, England, and I'm chatting today with Ellie Limebear. (laughs) Ellie is a relatively new artist, releasing her first EP back in 2019. And her debut album, Lost in Wonder, released last year. And uh, a lot of people are talking about it, including us now. So won't you welcome to the podcast, Ellie Limebear. Welcome.
0: Oh, hello. Thank you so much for having me. So fun. Well, our website
1: is documenting the music from the past 60 years, people who are writing the soundtrack of the Christian faith. And obviously, you haven't been making music quite sixty years, so you're kind of a relative <laughs> newcomer. So let's start out today. Let's just talk a little bit. Who's
0: Ellie Limebear? Who am I? What am I? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you introduce
1: yourself when you're introducing <laughs> to a new group of people?
0: I oh, know, seriously. Um, well, hello, everyone listening. My name is Ellie Limebear. I am twenty-four years old, and I live with my husband, Tom Limebear. We do have the weirdest surname. Um, I went from Smith to Lion Bear, quite the there transition. <laughs> so um, we've been married four years now and we've got a little baby on the way, which is a bit mad, which is Congratulations. very Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and we live in Brighton, which is the sunny south coast of England. So an hour south from London. Okay. If you can picture that. So we're by the beach. Um, it's not always sunny we just called it sunny brighton because you know <laughs> <laughs> we just hope it's sunny um, but yeah no I've been doing music my own artist stuff I guess for past four years I reckon um, I never thought I would do this to be honest I um, I grew up in a Christian family I grew up around Um, music. My dad's a worship leader. He was part of a band called Delirious.
1: Little no-name band that nobody's ever heard of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little band. (laughs) So he was part of that for 17 years. And so I grew up touring the world with my family and the band and seeing all sorts of things that God can do, really. Mm -hmm. I was exposed to so much from such a young age, which I'm so grateful for, Mm. Um, what he can do and so, yeah, I guess growing up on the road, but also coming back, lived a, ve- you know, I've lived a very normal life. We'd come back from America or wherever traveling and come back to a tiny village. I grew up in a little, like, granny village.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> you know, there was <laughs> mini golf and a few shops and the beach. <laughs> Literally, that was it. Um, and our, we got a very big family. So, um it, yeah very polar opposite sort of was like going away touring people knowing who dad was and blah 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 and then coming home and no one caring no one mm. knew anything really yeah um yeah grew up in church though every sunday we'd go to church without a doubt um i'm at the eldest of six kids so quite the pack mm-hmm. you know
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. older child i've been there done that i
0: oh, <laughs> love that yes yeah. so but yeah i'm just your friend really i just I love people. I love the Lord. I love, I love my community. You know, there's so many, so much beauty in this world, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And there's lots of um, ugly stuff too, but just try to live a life that's like full of wonder as much as I can, you know, and full of just trying to see the best in people and things in, in this world. So yeah, but um, that's me really, and that's that's me, just your friend.
1: <laughs> well, you said you said uh, you talked about uh, living in a world that's full of wonder. That's also the title of kind of Lost in Wonder, your first full album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read a review, and uh, I really like this review. It says Ellie Limber is so relevant and needed in the ever-growing genre of Christian music. The title of her album, Lost in Wonder, really says it all. As you can completely feel how Ellie is caught up in the love for Jesus. And how he impacts her soul on this highly spiritual album. Wow! Let's talk a little bit about this new record. What kind of was the genesis of the album, and kind of what's the theme and so forth?
0: Yeah, so lost in wonder. It really is an amalgamation of lots of different themes, I would say, and lots of different sounds. Like it, there's like six, six or seven producers on this album. So it's I didn't have one person with the hands on all of it. It was very, mm-hmm. you know producers here in the UK, in the US, in Australia, you know, it was made with friends, made with people um, I love, and have gotten to know over the years, but it really is all about, I guess, being in awe and wonder of our our God, you know, Mm -hmm. there is so much to be in awe of him, you know, what he's, who he is, what he's created, how he is, how he communicates with us what he shows us what he teaches us what he you know there's so much um to find out about god mm-hmm. you know and we are i mean me personally you know i'm <laughs> i'm 24 years in and i'm you know there's so much more you know that it's never ending and so i guess these songs are just my revelations from being a young girl knowing Jesus from really, you know, I was seven years old when I gave my life to the Lord and I remember it so clearly. And I remember being filled with the Holy spirit for the first time when I was 13 and remember just being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so all in. I'm so, I love you so much. And I just Mm want to give my life to you. I want to give my life to a life following you. And, um, so these songs just really are just discovery and what i've learned what i yeah my adoration and what i want to sing what i want to i want to tell people about jesus yeah whether they want to hear it or not <laughs> <laughs> i want to let people know that living a life with jesus is the best way to live and to stick at it and you know it can be tough at times and i was the only christian at my school and i remember you know so many of those years that like, oh i don- you know, I do feel quite alone in this, and then I'd go to youth on Fridays and like, oh wow, no, I'm part of a bigger thing here. Or mm-hmm. I'd go to church on Sundays and like, oh wow, like my community, like there is so it's it's so much bigger than yourself, you know. And um, so I guess that's what Lost and is all about. There's just like lifting our eyes, being aware that the, life is bigger than ourselves. You know, um, He's a maker of the heavens and the earth, but also the maker of us, you know, knows every yeah. hair on our head. So I guess that's what Lost and Wonder is about, but there's like lots of dancey songs and also very mellow songs, and it really is a jumble. Kind
1: of struck me as looking at multi-facets of a diamond, you know, of, of mm. if, if the Lord is our diamond, and there's so many different pieces and parts of who God is, mm. that how can you can, how can we as mere human truly encapsulate what God is, because sometimes he's a comforter, sometimes he's a party along with me, celebrate with me, sometimes he's a healer, sometimes he's a disciplinarian, you know? Absolutely. And and you kind of cover a lot of those facets in, in that song. So that's, when I was listening to the album, I felt like this is, you know, you talked about it kind of being all over the place as far as styles and producers and all that kind of thing, but God is bigger than one thing. And that's yes. just the way this album really came across to me personally. I, I was partic- particularly struck with two songs. I love Fly. Hmm. And there's a line in Fly that says, Lord Jesus, take my parachute. There's no way I'll fall. The sky is the limit. I love that imagery <laughs> of kind of just complete abandonment yes. to what what journey God's going to take you on.
0: Hmm. Totally. How did that
1: song come about? Because that's I just love that that imagery yes
0: yeah, so that song came about um years ago you know i was i'm part of a church here in brighton called st peter's and we this brighton's a very good uh very creative city and lots of musicians lots of artists and probably about five years ago i'd say our worship pastor brought lots of like the worship team together and, and just you know encouraged us let's write some music you know mm-hmm. for our church and and just for fun really and we didn't know what would happen we didn't know if we were songwriters we didn't know if we could you know bring things together it was just like almost a little experiment of let's just get together let's eat together let's go on a songwriting retreat and so this was when I was like 17 I think and my worship pastor Paul he's an amazing amazing guy and was just invited me amongst all these other amazing people. And I felt so honored and like, oh, I've never written a song before. Like, I, I don't know really why I'm here. I was part of the worship team doing like a bit of backing vocals and mm-hmm. love worship. I've always loved to sing, and love to worship. So anyway, Fly is one of these songs that came out of that writing retreat. And it was just me and my friend, Holly. And it was actually like, we wrote it 6A time. So it was way more emotional and it was, like, on a guitar, like, on acoustic. It was, and then it turned into this 4-4, four, four,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, dancey thing, which it needed to be. You know, it started in a place where it needed to be and for the emotion and all the things we needed it to kind of, like, all the things we wanted to say. But then the production just took it to where it needed to be. Oh, Jesus. Fly is just all about that, like you said, just like the abandonment, just taking things off. You make me fly and you take me higher, you know. So that's kind of where Fly started and then I put it on the album. I thought that I'd, I love this song.
1: Well, the, uh, the other song that really struck a chord with me was the song What Love Looks Like and the blind, always patient, always kind. You never leave the lost behind, even though I wander still. Oh, you chase me down. You always will. That is such a beautiful picture of God and how he pursues us. Hmm. What what kind of caused you to f- feel that lyric?
0: Yeah, and I guess it's straight scripture, you know, always patient, always kind. And that scripture is always good. <laughs> it's the truth, isn't it? It's the living word of God. And I, I wanted to include that and to hit the nail in the head I was like this is the truth though you know this is we can talk about love like this but actually what does the bible say about love what does what is love and it is he is always patient always kind and never leaves the lost behind you know I have seen what love looks like right is love isn't it it it, it's not complicated and we can complicate it can't we we Mm, can really easily complicate love and especially the love of God we we get twisted and we overthink it or we put boundaries around it or you know it's but actually when we read scripture and what he's like he's gentle and he's humble in heart and he's um yeah beautiful so that's kind of where that song came about, just really Mm -hmm. wanting to say, like, oh, what is love? If you're looking to the left thinking, this is love, like, no, it's not. It's actually the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. You know, that is the most phenomenal act of love that we will Mm -hmm. ever, ever know. Um, And it's real, and it happened, and it's living. You know, this is a living love. This is not a dead sort of love. Um, So that's what, what love looks like is all about.
1: Well, and I love the fact that God is chasing us. You know, we often look at it as uh, he's a passive God up there waiting to zap us when we do something wrong. Mm. But, you know, the whole line that uh, he will, you will chase me down and you always yeah. will. I just love that picture. That's mm. just beautiful.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Well, I was kind of thinking about your life and career as I'm aware of it. Now, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And anytime I was introduced to people, they would say, oh, you're Nick and Alice's kid. And I hated that. I wanted to be my <laughs> own kid, you know. I wanted to be my yeah. own guy. But you have a very rich uh, legacy of your your family and stuff behind you. And every interview that I've ever listened to or read about you, you talk very warmly about that. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about what is that legacy? We mentioned your dad, Martin, and you, the the little band called Delirious, and <laughs> for for people who don't know. Uh, who Delirious was, this was probably the most influential band of modern worship. I should have written down song titles, but I could list off song titles and people go, oh, that's a Delirious, oh, that's a Delirious. (laughs) So what was it like, I mean, obviously you were born into the family, this was just kind of what you did, but looking back now as an adult, what was that like to be part of such a, a powerful, unique movement that really shaped how modern worship is today?
0: Oh my goodness yeah like I'm only now realizing the impact that the music had you know people will come up to me or whenever we travel as a family whatever just well that song spoke to, that song saved me that line you know changed my life or I met Jesus through that song and blah 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 and and it's just amazing, isn't it the power of music and the power of truth truth music, you know yeah. just like. And the authenticity, that's what I look back on when I look at, you know, what all the boys were a part of as delirious and just like, wow, you really were yourselves. You really authentically um, brought something into the world that people needed. And you weren't trying to be anything. You weren't, um, you know, squeezing yourself into one sort of lane or shape. They knew what they were about. They knew the message they wanted to share they knew um yeah that they had to be themselves and I think that has definitely inspired me and in my music to be authentically myself and um you know growing up it, it I just look back and have such fond memories you know it was I can't believe the stuff that we got to do as kids and the rooms that we got to be in and um the people we got to meet that were you know eye openly eye-opening in the things that they would say and challenging and the preachers and the worship sets and all this stuff. It was like, uh, I was just learning from straight from the womb. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I just like was, I have like, haven't shut my eyes since, you know, I've mm. just been so wide eyed to things around me, people and what God has done. Um there's no time to shut your eyes when there's so much mm. going on, you yeah. know. Yeah. But um I just I do feel incredibly privileged and grateful to be able um to have that childhood. You know, we very blessed and were able to travel as a family. Um probably like a few trips a year as a family, but lots of times, majority of the times, dad would go off, mum would be with us six at home. Sure. And, you know, it wasn't always easy. It was, like, incredibly difficult for, like, my mum with six kids and <laughs> a bit mental um, and missing dad, you know. Like, we would yeah. always hate it, like, with him packing his suitcase every time, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we, we got to see and hear the stories, you know. It was always like, no, you go for it, Dad. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear the stories from when you come back. It was always... We were always always part of it you know it wasn't just dad's thing it was like we're all involved um and all loved it <laughs> you yeah. know we all loved it and going on tour as a kid we would um basically all the delirious guys They're they're all my uncles they're actually my blood uncles so most of Ooh. them are brothers okay not brothers they're all married to three sisters so one of my sis my mum and her two sis, older sisters married three of the boys <laughs> oh how
1: interesting
0: and then their brother is yeah, the other basis so it was a really fun family band and we would go on tour every year to the states for like a month and so, so you're were hanging my out with
1: your cousins yeah, was,
0: yeah. <laughs> just like living our best life you know sleepovers for like 40 days it's like <laughs> Can, can it get any better than that as a kid? And then waking up to venues in America with like Krispy Kremes for breakfast. It's like, hello, I'm in heaven. Okay, let's never leave. <laughs> you know, oh, it was, funny. It was. those are our memories and getting to just skate around and soundcheck in these arenas, you know, just mm-hmm. and then getting to hear the music again and again and making actions to all the songs. Like we just had fun and I know it wasn't easy for the mums, like, chaos, like 15 kids <laughs> on tour. Um, but it was such, yeah, really beautiful time. Like, I have really fond memories. Um, even though dad was away a lot, I knew that there was a bigger thing going on.
1: Well, it's interesting because I read somewhere that you really weren't necessarily going to be in the family business. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't like you decided, okay, since dad's a musician, I'm going to be a musician. Uh, <laughs> you you sought after a different career.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How did you kind of make that transition to say, oh, I do have something that God is asking me to share in music, hmm. and it might be bigger than just singing at church?
0: Yeah. No, totally. I really didn't plan on doing this at all. Honestly, like, I never really had that kid dream to be an artist, to write songs, to talk, like, honestly, honestly, I...
1: Because you knew what it was really like behind the
0: scenes. Yeah, that was it. And the sacrifice and the commitment and it's tiring and leaving people at home is sad, you know. And I think probably subconsciously was that, oh, you know, dad's done that. He's had a cracking go at that, bossed it, (laughs) you know. Maybe I'll do something else. And I've always been very creative. Like, I love creativity and, you know, photos and design and blah, blah, blah. And I've always loved music, but I never thought I would pursue it as a career. Um, But there's videos of me as, like, a really chubby toddler, like, singing at the top of my lungs, like, Darlene Czech songs in the kitchen. And just, I've always Mm. loved worship. Like, I have Mm -hmm. always loved singing but I never wanted anyone to hear me sing that was uh-huh. always like a thing of like oh nobody I don't want anyone to hear my voice very embarrassed didn't like microphones I never did any school talent shows I never did any <laughs> I just didn't want to I was so nervous it yeah. just I was like nah that's not for me I'm gonna do something else so I pursued photography so I set my own business kind of in school really and studied that loved it got to meet lots of new people, which I love. And I thought that's what I was gonna do. You know, got on my gig, got all the things, we'd travel around, um, but God had a really different plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really put the spanner in the works, um, which he always does, and it's mm-hmm. always the best. But it was really out of nowhere. Um, in 2017, we were on a tour, the Outcry tour, I don't know if you remember the Outcry tour, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: on tour with dad as a family, um, I was engaged to my husband, Tom. We were about to get married like four months later. So this is in the August. Mm-hmm. And I remember entering that summer. It was like a summer of just lots of gate. Like we were just with dad the whole summer, which was so mm. fun. Those are like the best summers. And I remember entering that summer thinking like, oh God, like what? And especially as like with Tom, we were just chatting about, okay, we're getting married. Like, God, what do you want us to do? Like, yeah. we kind of all is like, tell us, teach us, lead us where we need to go. We, if we need to drop anything, help us drop them, you know, just open our eyes. We kind of feel not very inspired at the moment. Um, just surprise us really. That mm-hmm. was our prayer going into the summer. Like a bit lethargic, Lord Jesus, surprise us. And
1: That's a bold prayer.
0: Yeah, it's it's gosh. I'm glad we prayed it, but it is scary. (laughs) You know, and he will get you to do things that you're like, Oh right, so that does mean I have to drop that (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. Okay, you actually do here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Um but yeah, it's crazy, actually, all over that summer, the sermons that we listened to and um things people come up to us and be like, what's your dream? Like, what are you living for? Like, what are you waking up thinking about? Like, what do you, I remember being like, I don't know. I've got no idea. Like, I don't know. I like doing photography. I'm doing, you know, leading worship a bit at church. Um, just, you know, and also I was traveling a bit with dad, doing some keys and like backing Mm -hmm. vocals too, just for, you know, it was fun. I was young, getting married soon. And, all these sermons and things just like talk about vision and dreams and come on, like, what are you running after? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of like tied them in their prayer. And it's like, Oh God, I don't know what you're going to get me to do. Like, I don't know what I'm here on earth to really do. And it was one evening on this tour. Um, dad was leading worship, whatever. And then he said, Oh, you should watch the rest of the show. Al. I was like, have you seen all the artists? And I'm like, it's, you know, I've watched so many Christian shows. I, like, <laughs> I've again and again. I'm like, let's can we go back to the bus and like eat eat some Doritos or something. Like, I don't. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> but I, you know, I felt really stirred to just watch the whole thing and sit at the back of the arena with all my siblings and Tom. And I remember someone started singing, and I felt so overcome by the Holy Spirit. The lights came on. And um, they started singing, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to do with <laughs> myself." Mm. And I remember that moment. God so clearly said to me, "Else, I'm gonna lead you into something very similar, and you're not gonna write this sort of music, or it's gonna be a little bit different. These people might not even um, be like come to your shows or whatever, or be part of what you're doing. But like, trust me and watch what I do and." just let me take you here. And I was just like bawling my eyes out thinking, I don't think I want to do this. Like, Mm. I like, but so moved and like knew it was such a God moment. Just like, like, oh, wow. This isn't, it wasn't like, yes, come on. I would love to (laughs) like, thank you. This is the moment. Yeah. Get me on that stage. Lord, come on. Like, yeah, it was more like, oh, this is really nerve wracking though, because I've never really wanted to do this. And I've watched my dad and I've watched um, his life, you know, behind the scenes and on stage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I guess that was the moment for me. That was such a clear God moment. It was like, okay, shift gears. You know, I'm, I'm all in for what you want me to do, Lord, and where you're taking me. And I try, I do trust you. I fully trust you because you've, um haven't let me down all my life. You know, you've carried me since I was a little girl. So mm-hmm. you're gonna jolly well carry me for the rest of my life. Um and so, you know, weeks pass and things just start clicking into place. You know, we get emails randomly from labels and saying, like, do you wanna come out? and blah, blah blah and it just was all very quick. And it's just like, okay, this is so good because we literally haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> And it wasn't because of dad, like it, these were people who were, didn't even, you know, were kind of random <laughs> and it was, it was just really beautiful actually. And and now, and even in the m- midst of that, I was just like, I, wow, is this when people would say like, oh, what do you do for a living or what do you do now? I would... Re- I still sometimes struggle to be like, I write music and I am an artist, I guess. Mm. (laughs) And that's what I do, I guess. Um, But because for so long, I just thought I would, I don't think I would ever do this. So, but I'm so grateful. I can't believe what the Lord has done um, through through a yes and through Mm. trusting in him and seeing what he's done um, in our lives as a couple and with my music and the stories that are, that constantly come in from different songs and it's all down to him. It's all him. Like he's done it. Like he's written through me. He's sung through me. He's opened every door. He's like, it is all him. Um, And I've just been able to partner with him in this. And so that's kind of how this has all happened.
2: (laughs) Well, you
1: know, it's been interesting for me recently. I've been very made aware of, of changing my prayer from god would you bless what i'm doing to god will you take me with you where mm. you want me to be yeah and your prayer uh, at the beginning of that summer of lord mm. what do you want me to do i'm i'm willing to do whatever you ask yeah that's a heart change that sometimes takes us okay take me a lot longer than yeah. what you're going through and um I just really love hearing the faithfulness of God when you say okay I'm truly going to give all of me to you hmm. do with me what you want instead of saying this is my agenda like you were saying this is yeah. my agenda I'm going <laughs> to this lord bless my agenda you know <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. um,
1: So I that's just beautiful beautiful I, I'm kind of interested so like you I was born into the Christian faith I had you know parents who were pastors and hmm. how did that Become your own, and when you decided, Well, I'm not just in this for the family relationship because this is what we do, but mm. I know that I need this for me personally.
0: Mm. Yeah, so ever since we were very young, like church every Sunday, we're part of it. My grandpa was the local pastor of our church, and okay, you know, there was like 400 people in this church, local village church and we'd all go all the family like you'd know everyone it was like just so beautiful now my auntie becca runs it and it's beautiful and um so we were always just like that was our that was our routine sundays but mum and dad were always very encouraging and um just like no you guys need to find your own faith you can't hang Mm -hmm. on our faith like me and dad like mum would say like me and dad got we know jesus and we have our own relationship but it's not going to work out you just hang in on our relationship like Mm -hmm. you need to find jesus for yourself and you need to have your own relationship and um which is the most beautiful thing and so just knowing that just like okay i would love to know jesus for myself and i remember when i was seven just yeah, going to my room one day, crying my eyes out. It seems so young, and I and it's crazy how I remember this, but I do because it was just such a beautiful moment. But just kneeling down by my bed, crying, crying, just saying, Jesus, would you be my friend? Would you come into my life? And it was so significant. And I probably, after that, ran off and I don't know, went on a swing or something. <laughs> I <Like> got on, <laughs> as a kid would do. Yeah. But um, I remember that, and... You know sometimes people ask me you know growing up a christian family did you have a have the like a big wobble or like faith crisis or
2: mm-hmm.
0: i haven't and i know that's kind of crazy to say or there there hasn't been like of course there's been like times when i'm like oh this is tricky or yeah but i've never doubted god that he's not real because I've I've just seen too much and I've heard too much with my own, these same eyes Yeah. from when I was a little girl. Like I can't deny the fact that he's not moving and he's not breathing still and he's not changing people's lives because he's constantly changing mine and teaching yeah. me things. And I think, yeah, that's kind of been my journey of faith really throughout the years is just I've just seen his faithfulness like again and again and not just in my lives, but like stories of my friends and my family and, you know, people at church and, you know, the weirdos at church, (laughs) you know, like all the, all the people, like you see, wow, God, you provided there. Wow. God, you healed that person. Oh, that, you know, that person passed away, but I can see the goodness that you're bringing even in the mess and the grief and, you know, um, I can see the beauty in the ashes, of what yeah. what he does. It's like, um, I don't have doubts. I don't, like, I'm just so all in and seems probably a bit audacious to say, a bit crazy. And some people may be listening. You're like, well, yeah, good for you. You know, good for you, Ellie. Really. But it is true. And I, I can't shake that. I, yeah. like, it's so, he's so real to me, to my core. Yeah, I want to follow him. I want to learn more. I want to keep my ears open. I want to do whatever he wants me to do. And um, I guess that's been like the journey.
1: Well, I remember growing up that I felt like I don't have, you know, I was always intrigued by these testimonies of people who, you know, just dark their drug addicts. They were you know maybe they were poor and homeless or maybe you know whatever that they and they have these dramatic testimonies of how God came in and rescued them and i always felt a little guilty for not having that story
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't remember who it was but they shared with me you know you have your own story of mm-hmm. the fact that you grew up in this you didn't yeah. have to suffer that hard thing to recognize that god was part of your life and that you needed that relationship with him. And that is just as beautiful of a testimony as totally. I had this life-changing experience. Now, I've had some situations along my life that are tough, like you talked about, mm-hmm. that God definitely brought me through, but I, I, I wanted to make sure that people listening understood if you don't have that dramatic, hmm. life-changing testimony, that doesn't make your no. relationship with Christ any less. No, no. And it's important for us to know that God loves each of us exactly where we are. He's going to reach us exactly where we are, mm. and if you don't need to be hit up the side of the head with a two by four, then you know maybe you need the soft cuddly Lord. Or yeah. You know, but He's there for you. And I just I love your testimony of the fact that this is just something that you realize this is part of my life.
2: Mm.
1: It sounds to me like you're saying I can't do this without God, and I, why would I want to?
0: Yeah, totally. And I yeah, yeah I love how you said that about the. You know, not having a radical (laughs) testimony where, you know, it was this way and that way. And, you know, for so many people, it's like that. You know, my Mm -hmm. husband, Tom, he has an amazing testimony of where, you know, he didn't grow up in church. He got saved when he was 18 and had lots of things in um, the past. And hearing him speak now and how he kind of communicates with people who've also had similar things or who don't know the Lord yet. I'm like, so I admire it because I'm like, wow, yeah, God, you have used him so beautifully and how you've transformed his life like that is beautiful and then I look at my own life I'm like but god you've done this you know similar transformation but it just looks different and you're constantly molding us you're constantly changing us from the inside and um you've just I think you just have to be grateful for where where your life's at you know at the end of the day whatever your story is whatever um your life has looked like um I think being grateful for what God has just brought you through, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you might not see it now. That's the other thing you might be stuck right now. And if you're listening, you're just like, Oh, I just like, this is dark or this is a mess. My life is a mess. Um, it's okay. Like that is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's going to be with you in it and he's going to pull you through it. Like he always does. He will, I believe it. Um, and you will, Look back at this time and see the goodness of the Lord in this situation, and you might be laughing like, "Yeah, good one," <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I'd encourage you, if that's you listening, just um, count your blessings today. Like, just list the things that you're just grateful for today, or um, because gratitude really shifts things in us. It really yes. it gives us different eyes. You know, the opposite of gratitude is. Well, it's just complaining, isn't it, really? (laughs) And moaning and comparison and thinking, oh, that person's got it way better. But if you start saying out loud things you're grateful for, you'll see a shift in in your mindset and things around you.
1: Well, you have talked a lot about, you've been a, a youth pastor helping lead worship in your church. And you've talked a lot about in like your press kit and stuff, trying to make music that reaches outside of the four walls of the church. Mm. Your dad pioneered a, a, a the modern worship music, which I, in my mind is a lot of, how can we as a church worship God corporately? Mm. And then you're kind of looking at how do we take that to the next level and getting it to people who maybe aren't willing to step inside the church to participate in that. Mm. Talk yeah. a little bit about what that kind of vision is for you and how is how, how can we as a society reach those young people or old people who aren't interested mm. in stepping in the church but still need to have that relationship with Jesus?
0: Yeah, I think being yourself is like one thing, isn't it? It's like the authenticity thing of... Um, people are attracted and want to know more when you're authentically yourself. If you're trying to be something else, people can sniff that from afar. Mm, You know, oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) like, oh, you're not, you know, who you're you're made to be sort of thing. Mm. So I think being yourself, authentically yourself and with the message you have and the passions you have and the gifts you have and being authentically you. But I think growing up being part of a school where I was the only Christian and surrounded by so many people who didn't care <laughs> about mm, yeah. like yeah. or tease that you know in the it's really interesting in the UK I find or in Europe it's almost like weird if you're a Christian like there's mm. you you stick out more but I feel whenever I go to America I feel like there's this more I don't know, there's like more Christian schools and it's like, it's more weird if you're not Christian sometimes. <laughs> it's like, mm. like lots of people say like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Um, whereas here, it's like, I don't know if that's the same. I've just noticed that over the years. It could, I could be totally wrong about that. But here, it's just like, oh, you're a Christian, that's so weird. Do You like sing hymns at like these, you know, with, the, with grannies and old church <laughs> on pews. You know, it's yeah. like, such a dated perspective of church mm-hmm. and yeah um but i think yes yeah, around with people who don't know the lord at school and who didn't care didn't get it i think that's where my heart to share and to kind of reshape rethink um their perspective of what of who god is and what mm-hmm. he's about and church and community and a life of jesus is like i think it I can see it probably started from there being in high school. Um, The conversations I would have, the challenging things that people would say, I'd be like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, How do I answer that? Or what Mm, does, you know? So I think my vision to to write music for people who don't know the Lord comes from that. And just in a way that is me and just, this is it. And this is um, the sound and production. And it's, like, I love music. Like I love so many different artists yeah. in the mainstream world. It's like my playlist is so all over the place, you know, <laughs> with different sounds and I'm inspired by different people and lyrically how they write things and themes and blah blah blah. So I'm like, I think I could do that. Like mm-hmm. not in you know what I mean, in, in my way though of um and what I believe and what I'm passionate about. So I guess it comes from that time, really. Yeah. And um, it's amazing, actually, though. I'm like, the Lord is so great and so funny. Just my prayers over the years of, oh, would my school friends, like, know you, Lord, or would they put my songs in their party playlists or things like that? And I, yeah, over the years, have got messages from people at school like, oh, we just added your song to our, like, playlist for the weekend or, um, oh, this your song... You know, I'm like in balls of tears right now, driving home from work from, and it's like, God can do whatever he likes, like pray the prayers because he listens. And, um, even when you're kind of like half praying the prayer, like he's Mm. listening and he Mm. really cares and he cares for those people, um, even more than we do. And, um, it's just, you know, out of the blue, things can happen. It um, doesn't have to take years. Sometimes it takes years, but sometimes it can be a moment um, for transformation or, I don't know, I'm just so encouraged that, yeah, he's, he's done so many things like that.
1: Well, one of the things my pastor said, which was very freeing to me, is it is not our job to win people to Christ. God does that yes. on his own. And so we need, like you said, to be in that community, to be the friends, to be showing a life that is changed, that hopefully people will say, I want what they've got. And then God softens the heart and God is the one who changes and, um, and, and that's very freeing for me as a as a type a doer yeah <laughs> I have to do everything myself yeah I can't win I can't make somebody become a Christian but I can show them what it's like and and you're talking about that in community that just really resonates with my heart
0: mm, yeah it's and so important just be a friend
1: <laughs> yeah be... what does your daily community look like for you sharing sharing God with your peers, both in and outside of the four walls of the church?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, what does it look like, though, for me? I guess guess the same thing of just being a friend. You know, encouragement. Like, that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate encouragement, because um, little texts or calls or checking in on people or thing, people you can't see or overseas or next-door neighbors. Like, it's so much more. Like, I've learned over past couple of years like what worship is and it's not just singing and it's not just my music like it's that's like a little, tiny part of it really of a worshipful life <laughs> a worshipful life is um loving when you really want to hate <laughs> it's mm. you know it's being generous even when you everything you don't understand like you've got no money or you mm-hmm. you can't feel like you can't give worship is um, being yeah being friendly to annoying people it's Mm. you know it's welcoming people in being grateful it's all these different things that you know Jesus teaches us to be is you know uh, the best version of ourselves and I think you just gotta do your day and Mm. (laughs) um, whether that looks like writing and writing a beautiful song or simply just having a little chat with my neighbor over the fence talking about how bad her day's been and just Mm. change you know yeah I think it's equally as important like it really is loving people and um welcoming them in you know it's um it's equal it's even Stevens and I think sometimes we forget that that oh gosh I know this is the really important stuff and this is like all but if we miss those opportunities of simply being kind to people, then what's the point? Like, it doesn't matter if you you're really talented or you've got this out or this new things. You know, it's like, oh, if you're not kind to people, if you're kind of losing.
1: <laughs> well, I love the sentiment that you say that loving people is part of worship, and I think in our society, like you said. The songs, the what do we do to God, we praise you, we pray to you that, but that worship can also be ministering in community to each other. That is just beautiful. And I hadn't thought of it that way before. Thank you for sharing that.
0: No, oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things we do every Saturday, we send out a newsletter to a bunch of people who've uh, committed to praying for artists. How can we specifically be praying for you and Tom and your ministry in the days and weeks ahead?
0: <gasps> oh i guess safe delivery of our baby boy that would be amazing
1: when is when is baby boy due
0: um early august but i think just starting that season well i guess and you know i think i'll who knows the songs that are going to come out of that too i'm like excited to see what God's going to teach me through being a mother and new eyes and um to still be inspired i think just to I want to still be full of wonder, even, even if I'm up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not going to be all crazies, but um, yeah, that would be amazing.
1: I really enjoyed my chat with Ellie today, and I'm grateful to her husband, Tom Limebear, for helping set it up. One of the themes that kept coming up as we were going through this conversation was that of being a friend. Do you remember when I asked her to introduce herself, Ellie said, well, that's me really, just your friend. And then she talked about asking Jesus to be her friend as part of her testimony. I wonder if the challenge we face in being part of a community is that we're just trying too hard. We want to be sure we love well or say the right things or act a certain way. Sometimes being in a community feels kind of complicated. What if we were to strip it all away and just focus on being friends? Merriam-Webster Dictionary calls a friend, one attached to another by affection or esteem, or one that is not hostile, someone that is part of the same group. To me, that feels really achievable. When Jesus was talking about how to be in relationship with one another, he said it this way in John 15. He said, you are my friends if you do what I command. Love each other the same way I loved you. I've had a couple of really special friends help pour into me this past week through all the tough stuff that I've been dealing with. And this conversation is kind of challenging me to say, what can I do to be a friend to someone near me? This might be somebody going through a tough time, or maybe it's making a new friend that I can share God's love with. Maybe it means chatting over the back fence, kind of like Ellie talked about. Or maybe, like what I've experienced this week, it means being vulnerable with someone and asking them for their help. Whatever it looks like, I would encourage you to join me in trying to focus on how to be a friend to someone this week. Maybe it's a new person. Maybe it's somebody we've been friends with for quite a while. But I'm just believing that we'll never know how even sometimes the smallest gesture could make a world of difference to somebody around us. As always, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. I am grateful that we get to spend this time together each week hearing stories of God's amazing faithfulness. As a regular listener to this podcast, would you mind taking a few minutes and rating it on your favorite podcast app? Reviews and ratings really help spread the word so that other folks can hear about these great conversations. And if you have comments or questions for me, please feel free to drop me a message on any of the social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon by searching for at CCMExchange. Or you can always drop me an email on the website christianmusicarchive.com. I'm really looking forward to our time together next week when I have another great conversation with one of the musicians you'll find on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. So until then, remember this. God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you.